0: to internet marketing for humans digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business hello welcome back to internet marketing for humans i'm your host andrew Laws. i have somebody very interesting with me today who popped up on linkedin we had a little chat and it became quickly obvious to me that he might be of interest to you guys the listeners to internet marketing for humans so rather than me introducing him i'm going to ask him to introduce himself go for it
1: Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Ken. Uh, I'm the founder of Honey Tree Consultancy, and uh, I've spent the last ten years in the tech industries doing a lot of development work and a bit of a technical consultancies as well. And uh, it's a great pleasure to be um, invited to this podcast by Andrew. Well, it's lovely
0: to have you here. Now, the conversation that we were having a few weeks ago, when I kind of said, "Hang on, I think you might have something to offer here," we were starting to talk about scoping projects. Now, for anyone anyone listening who doesn't get or doesn't understand the phrase scoping, I think that's probably going to be a good place for us to start. So what what is scoping? If a client comes to you and says, I want this, where, where, where do you start?
1: So, I mean, uh, I'm no expert in uh, in this matter or anything, but I think it's good to share my experience that I had through the years I've working in the tech industries and also through development works as well. Scoping is, I think, something quite important uh, and and something that uh, sometimes smaller companies especially doesn't put enough emphasis on it. Mm -hmm. Scoping basically is a kind of a safe net for yourself to say what you're delivering at the end of the project and what you're doing during the time that you have contracted to produce uh, the work. And uh, from my experience i would say scoping uh goes beyond just to say you're producing a b c and d there's a bit more to just uh the simplicities of uh, uh saying what you're going to do there are lots of different things because um someone might come up to you and say oh can you build me a website and uh you go oh what do you want on the website how many pages you want uh, what the functionality is this is kind of uh, what i'll call the minimum of uh, what you need to get started but then um as, as you spend more time in, in the industry, you'll realize clients don't really know what they want mm-hmm. or uh, they have a rough, high level of what they needed. But when they get into the nitty gritties and the detailed parts of the project, that's where the banana skins are going to come in uh, on, <laughs> on, on, on on your part as, far as a development uh, a team. Because uh, the... the what what I've seen is you start the project on day one. You have all these uh, uh goals you're trying to achieve, and you, you use let's say you have uh, 50 days to deliver. But by by maybe day 10, day 20, the markets has moved on, the client's thoughts have moved on, and then what you have promised at the start might not be what they have in the head already. So scoping uh from my experience i'll say there's a lot of contingencies as well you, you kind of scope out saying we're going to produce you this this is how we're going to do it but at the same time you don't kind of uh, uh limit yourself to say this is exactly what we're going to do you leave some uh gaps there for mm. kind of um reasonable changes so that's where the contingencies comes in and i think um during our last conversation uh, I, I have mentioned a th- kind of a three c's that uh honey tree likes to go by when we go up uh, about a project which is a uh, confidence uh capability and contingency i, I mean to, to a certain extent all these are kind of quite a uh, gimmicky for marketing i'm sure i can come up with, like, oh, there's AMC. nothing
0: there's nothing gimmicky about that it, it, it says exactly what it is i really like it
1: yeah, so, so I, mean, I mean like confidence and capability. I mean, they, they're quite straightforward. So so you have to be confident that you can deliver before you, you promise a project. Obviously, if you, if you promise over-promising something, you can't deliver it. That's, that's the credit, credibility of your company goes at the end of a project. Mm. I mean, it, 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 you have the capability. You're obviously going to be confident of delivering it. And the main C's of the three is probably contingency. That's something I think a lot of people uh, don't put into their project planning. And... Um, Contingency, uh, like like I said, I, I think it goes in quite quite a lot of different areas. Uh, you can try to be have a contingency plans in terms of uh, how you approach technically, but also at the same time what you're producing from a business point of view. Like I said, uh, the market is changing every day, and and you might not be able to keep up with it with your uh, current uh, implementation of what you're delivering. So so you leave some leeway, but. At the same time, like I said, you are trying to uh, cater for orders, but you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by opening the doors too much to any uh, ideas that the clients can start throwing at you. Because, you...
0: yeah, th- this is the way it tends to go in my experience. Because a client has, I tend to start by saying, "What's the problem you're trying to solve?" Or, you know, what, what's the what's the progression you're trying to make here? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really from a development background. I'm kind of from a, very much a marketing and SEO. I'm not background, it's what I do. <laughs> and quite often a client will say, well, this is what we want to achieve. But because they don't have the technical know-how at the start of the project, they don't really know what's available. When they start to learn what you can do and what's possible, that's when you know that's when the scope can kind of get blown wide open. So that, that's why I'm kind of interested in your kind of mention of contingency because I can see that that's a really important thing. So you, you're not going to hopefully with contingency, you're not going to miss too many great opportunities that appear.
1: Yeah, so so I guess the, there's a couple of few things. Uh, where where Honeytree comes in is uh, at the start. I, I guess um, from uh, any entrepreneur, you you come up with an ideas or a service that you have, and you just market yourself out there and start uh, just producing the work. But uh, what what we've seen is uh, we we've we've actually gone down a few different routes when Honeytree started. We've done a lot of uh, consultancy where we just go into uh, maybe a few startups just to have. Similar to what we have now, just conversations or just mm. learning from each other's uh, experiences to grow uh, other people's businesses and and uh, uh, skill sets and things like that. But then we also went down the route of uh, just doing pure development, and and with that, like like you said, it's so easy. You just kind of try to jumpstart a project. You, you just talk to someone, and someone go, Oh yeah, we need someone to build you uh, uh, this for what we're doing for the business, and you just go. This is kind of like a pressure because you're a startup and, and you're trying to get as much business in as well. You just go, Yes, we can do it, and you mm. become a yes man. And um, ah, dangerous. And yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Once you say yes to everything without thinking it through, and then things start going onto papers, that's that's where um, you kind of start scratching your head halfway down the project. You, you you it might be just a very simple yes. You just go, Oh yeah, this is something we can look at, but then to the client it was like oh yeah you look at it, it means that you're gonna do so it's good put that down
0: I think that that's the crucial thing it's it's how you use language the first job I had in tech was um for an American guy who I'm still kind of friends with and he said to me if anyone asks if we can do something just say yes and then we'll figure it out which I mean, this is over 20 years ago I now think of that advice and it it, it makes me want to scream because you, you need to find a line between having a a fairly good idea that you've got the skill set to find an answer because let's face it in in anything tech we don't have the answer at the beginning of the project that's part of what we get get paid to figure out but also not being so cocky and so overconfident that you might try something that's completely wild and kind of out out of your comfort zone entirely
1: i mean that's exactly that that's where the first two c's come in isn't it um Hmm. and and I guess to see the confidence, this also comes in different ways, not just uh, technically your project. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right, listen,
0: we just edited a little bit out, bit out there, and it's just, um, just Ken speaking to one of his daughters. But I just wanted to mention it because. It's really important for me that that people understand that just because we're doing these tech jobs it doesn't mean we're robots we do have families we do and it's a wonderful thing to be able to work at home and my daughter comes in and talks to my clients all the time <laughs> i think they're all starting to get to know her now because with zoom and everything i'll be chatting away she wanders in she'll like, oh hello jane how you doing and they start having a conversation without me but no it was just, it was just it's that's a nice thing so where were we, we were talking about confidence and capability
1: yeah probably. yeah um so i was saying confidence uh comes in a few different things not just technical ability to deliver the project but it's also confidence in your uh, in your business as well like, like i said as a startup your confidence is not going to be that high or your your credibility uh to, to the publics and things like that so then you don't have the confidence to say no but that that's that's kind of Another way of looking at it, then you become the yes man, like like we were saying just now, mm. and and uh, yeah, that that just becomes really dangerous. I had projects in in kind of big companies that I worked for um, where may, maybe a sales person go out to talk about a project, they have no ideas of the technical difficulties and uh, and at that point when you don't have someone technical involved in that conversation what i have experienced there's someone coming back with a contract saying oh uh, i got this uh, contract for x amount and this is what we're delivering then when the tech team comes in you look at the requirements and, and you go mm. <laughs> uh, how are we going to do this or, or how, how many days we have and you realize uh, nothing really match up to uh, what you need in terms of the, the room and then uh, that that just becomes um a a expectation management from the technical team afterwards you, you're mm. pretty much diffusing bomb just right from the word go you go in and say oh you know what uh, when we when, when our colleagues talk to you about this solutions uh, I don't think we can actually do it in this certain amount, of time. and and it's at that point where you start um, turning the big project into smaller chunks and 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 uh, delivering uh, MVP and say, oh, you know what, M- maybe we can change this a bit just, and
0: just, just acronym do check. Thing. Sorry, do we, I've always try and kind of explain acronyms. MVP uh, just well, to me that means minimally viable product.
1: Yes. That, yeah, that's Okay. Exactly cool. That so.
0: it. Just in case anyone didn't know
1: what that was. Yeah. So. So. Uh, uh, yeah. You. you basically trying to diffuse a a massive time bomb <laughs> at the start and, mm-hmm. and just trying to put them into smaller chunks, which is still fits in with uh, what the client is doing. And at, at the end of it, you, you might be only delivering 50% of what you promised, but it's just so important to just do it straight away and not go down delivering 50% and go, oh, you know, we can't do it. Then clients usually just come, oh, why didn't you say that at the start? So so what I think, this is where the scoping comes in. It, the scoping doesn't start at the start of the project. It kind of goes before that as well when you start um having the initial conversation with your client you are kind of setting expectations already like mm. i think like what you said with your friend just yeah just say yes and we'll figure it out going 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 down the road um i don't think that works nowadays no, i don't um, think it does yeah and and um yeah i mean it's, it's a case of understanding or, or expectation. uh um managing the expectation right from the word go and this this is kind of uh, what honey tree kind of sees a gap in the market at the moment and that's is where we're trying to position ourselves because uh, there's so many development teams out there doing things like this and i, I don't want to say they they screw it up but uh, but they get caught in no man's land in the middle
0: Thing is, Ken, we're we're still in the wild west here. You know, this this is our, our industry. When I was saying that, my you know, my first boss in tech said, "Just do it." We were working in the internet, and this is a time when no one really had computers at home. The, the internet was such a brand new thing in the UK, and I think in terms of development, yes, developers and programmers, just to give them the the old fashioned name, have been around for well you and I know have been around for 60, 70 years. But in sort of the, the business consciousness, developers are still a fairly new thing. So I think it's quite reasonable that, that somebody like yourself and your company, Honeytree, comes along and says, look, right, let's establish, tell you, what, I'm not going not gonna to give it away. You tell, you tell us what Honeytree do. And, and hopefully the listeners will realize why I think it's cool.
1: Um, yeah, so this is a new service that Honeytree is launching. It's it's kind of a third party, independent uh, kind of a review testings. Um, so so um, how how this idea comes about is uh, I used to work for a fintech company, and what they were doing is to give a uh, independent review of uh, people's. Um, uh, investment portfolio Mm -hmm. and in order to just justify this idea is going to work they have done some uh, kind of survey market survey and things like that to ask uh, the public and what they found is um, over 95 percent of people said they would be delighted if their wealth managers offers an independent review service on their investments and would be willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Why that is is because uh, if you get a service from someone and if the person who's providing service telling you how good we are you're probably not going to be you're probably going to say oh yes it's it's just going to be good but someone else's who's independent and are quite uh creditable to tell you that "Oh, oh they are actually doing a really good job then, then you are going to be more willing to actually go on board with that ideas, and this is what we're trying to do. We, for projects, um, for whatever people has promised to deliver, we want to come aboard on that project as a uh, kind of a independent review of what uh, the provider is doing mm. as a uh, deliverable. So, um, what we're going to do is we look at the whole project. We kind of look at uh, what the uh, development team is proposing as a solutions. We give ideas to say whether we think this is good or bad. Then we come up with our own test plan as well to say, oh, uh, we think this is your objectives. And if they pass us all these tests, then this is a uh, good deliverable for you, for your business goals and, and needs as well. Why this is important is, um, I'm sure you have seen a lot of uh, testing teams out there in the marketing mm-hmm. or with each uh development teams they have their own uh, qa qa team and things like that.
0: they, they do but they're they're always very biased because it's impossible it's impossible not to be biased if, if you're working for the development company your motivation is doing a good job and all the nice things but if you're working for the for the client company your motivation is making sure that that the development team is is doing what your boss wants and there's yes. that big massive mushy sort of messy bit in the middle that i can see honey tree has the potential to, to fill the gap very nicely with
1: this is exactly uh we we just want to come in and pro- uh, give a uh, kind of a black and white answers to whether things is done to uh, what it needs to be um i have been in a situation where i've done projects and uh, it just drags on and on and on with the testing period because uh, you test something then then the client comes in and say oh can we do this this is not quite what we want but if there's a third party involved just to go in between and say you know what this is what they promised to do this is what they're delivering you have agreed and this is just a black and white answer yes or no if they haven't done it it goes back to the development team if if you have done it then yeah this is what you have uh kind of asked for at the start so if you need any more changes then it should be another piece of work and, and it should not drag this piece of uh, work on for any longer and i think one imp- very um interesting thing that you mentioned last time is um when something doesn't work what the client really wants is just a yes or no answer it works mm. or it doesn't and your analogy using your kids breaking uh, something at home it, it's quite good when when something goes wrong you I just think, ask, I think i
0: was saying that yeah a child comes to me uh, a child <laughs> my daughter <laughs> comes to me and instead of saying this is broken she'll say I was on the settee and I was thinking about last time we went to the park and and there'll be this really long story and all I want to say to her is what have you broken you know what's broken how do I what what do I need to do
1: Uh, yeah I mean this is exactly so so I mean think of us in the situation just pull the whole situation because they love it's just very simple if someone comes in like if you have uh, let's say uh, your daughter has a, a brother or, or, or a nanny there. See something happens, and you go, "Oh, what happened? Your daughter is rambling on on mm. her stories." Then the nanny just tells you, "Oh, she she dropped the remote control and doesn't work now." Bam! Straight away, that's not uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Just just straight away, you know exactly uh, what what you're looking for, and um, uh, that's the clear answers that you want. And and we try to come in and be as transparent as clear as possible as a business to just. To smooth this process out, so this, that so a project doesn't linger on without some a third party coming in, who who's going to be right or wrong? Like you said, uh, the client side will always want more. The development side will be delivering what they thought they have agreed. Mm. So. So yeah, I think there's a place in the market.
0: What you've done, Ken, is you we've talked um, when we talked out you know before the recording and in this recording you've talked about the C three uh, the three Cs of confidence, capability, and contingency. You've added a fourth one. You've added clarity, Uh, which I think is possibly. So I I know this is this is a podcast. You can't see Ken, but he's smiling now. (laughs) Well, he's been smiling the whole time. To be fair, Um, but yeah, no. So clarity because. I've been in so many situations working with clients and trying to support them through through development, and you end up at board level with people just saying, "Well, well, what's happening? Why hasn't this happened?" So, with clarity, well, that that shouldn't happen, should it? Or at least, if you kind of hit an obstacle, you've got you've got a nice measured way of finding a way through it. This is where the magic of phrases like "that might be a phase two development" kind of come in.
1: Yeah, I mean. Um... Like I said, uh, the contingency plan comes at I mean it it kind of like mainly carries out because of the latter stages of a project, but you kind of do that at the start and you do your planning and kind of like I said, diffuse it's kind of like diffusing a bomb at the start mm. if, if something's been promised. And yeah, the the phase two, phase three feature development that 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 is also kind of a bit of repertoire if if uh, the expectation management doesn't wasn't managed properly at the start obviously you just you don't really hope that you use phase two phase three for something like this you really want phase two phase three to be further development enhancement of what you have mm. produced and instead of a backlog of stuff that you promise but not do but but these are just sometimes um the thing you you learn through experiences or or i will not say failure of projects but um
0: it some, happens, it happens. It, it and it, happens. i think we need to stop beating ourselves up about it you know it's but you know, what you're talking about is ways to try and prevent that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'm no expert, but these are experiences I had in the past with different uh, projects that I, I kind of led or I was involved in. It doesn't matter whether it's for startup or for, for big, big uh, well-established uh, uh, firms in the world. I mean, we, we all go through this issue. And, and I, I don't think there's going to be a like one one approach that's gonna fix all these stuff um we' we're all humans we think differently and we're all evolving every time, uh, every day every minute so mm. so things are gonna change, but you're just trying to do your best to cover all the possible uh uh outcomes that you can and um I mean this is why I think uh the surface that honey tree is proposing could become uh something i won't say off a normal or 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 a um benchmark or something like that because that, that's kind of uh saying uh, I, I kind of come up with this uh thing that should be done by everyone that's not the case but some people who who might want to go try down this route to see whether it improves their project management it 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 won't fit everyone's needs or, or it won't fit everyone's um kind of uh, methodologies but some people would find it helpful and um one one thing i would say is i i'd I, have seen a lot of project management's uh, different methodologies, like all the agile stuff and things like that. Mm. I don't believe there is one way to manage all the projects, and that's the best way. All the projects are different, and and depending on who you're working with, um, you, you're you're actually going to find uh, different methods kind of suits best. And one of my experience, or, or from experience, I can say is I prefer to do hybrid stuff. So so you might say, oh, let's try agile. But maybe um, after the initial uh, conversation or a few couple of weeks down the line, you say, "Oh, you know what? If we do a certain bit differently, it might improve our productivity." And and I think we just have to be open minded for changes as well. So, so yeah, absolutely.
0: It's good to keep... I'm 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 always very wary in project management of uh, you know just kind of words that that. That are too broad and agile for me is one of them. A project manager, actually um, a friend of mine, who's he's a change and transition manager, and he said agile is a smokescreen. He said it's a it's it's a it's a, a way of describing something that that can lead away from pushing towards results. Um, but that that's probably going into something far too deep for the kind of the subject of this. But just, just the things that I'm mean, always interested by the use of language because I'm a writer and the, the way you describe a lot of these processes is clear. And I, I appreciate that. And and it's been really good to talk to you about this. Um, so I always like to to leave these podcasts with something that's actionable. So with something that listeners can take away and look at their own business with so kind of based on your experience and your 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 ability to bring clarity to things what can you think of one one piece of advice or one action that listeners could could take with their own businesses with any projects they're working on at the moment
1: i mean uh, i helped a few different projects uh just uh not directly on the development but kind of on the thinking side of uh the ideas or, or what they're trying to achieve and i would say is. Uh, kind of take it step by step, break it down into uh, smaller pieces. What are you trying to achieve? What technology can actually help you? Don't think of technology as a piece of magic and just say, <gasps> I'm a shop. I just need a, um, I just need an online uh, portal for people to come and buy it, and that's going to magically do it. Um, what is your shop going to do? What does it need? How are you going to attract people? These are, are so many small... Um, kind of components that you can build up on to, to pieces into one one good solution so so um there, there's the leap of faith and all that stuff or we'll do this and it will work but may, maybe just take a bit of time break break all your problem into smaller pieces uh, it might seem like it's a long process but i'm sure once you've uh, solved the first couple of steps you, you can see a clearer path and and that's when uh, services can actually help you because if you don't know what you want and you just ask someone to help you, they are as much in the dark as you are with what you're trying to achieve. But once you have some clarity and, and clearer picture of what you're trying to get to, it is easier from your point of view and also from people who's trying to provide you a service to help you to see where you can what you can do to to get to the endpoint.
0: Ken, I think in one sentence you've just summarised all business progress so there you go it's not just development you've kind of you've yeah. that, that's a positive that's something positive you, you can apply that to your own life in fact i think that that that's quite a quite a nicely summarized thing so we're going to end it on there um how can people find out more about honey tree international and yourself
1: uh just search for me ken uh that's about ken NG is my last name and uh on linkedin uh you'll find me uh under uh, the founder of honey tree Consultancy. So and uh, I'm happy to have conversations with anyone who are interested in the concepts that uh, Honey Trees uh, have or, or in terms of how projects should be run, in, even with uh, development work. And i um, happy to move on from there.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very, very much for your time, Ken. I super appreciate it. I'm going to say goodbye now. Would you like to say goodbye?
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you, for Andrew, for inviting me.